Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. That's ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Again, that's ebaymotors.com. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grimly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. What's up, you guys? Sean Rossap. Welcome to Fightful. It is September 13th, 2023. Jimmy Van is out of the office today, so it's the What Do You Guys Want to Talk About podcast. However... You will hear a little bit from Jimmy Van because I know that there's a lot of things that you guys sort of wanted to know about his thoughts on merger-related stuff and the like. So uh, we we are going to have some of his thoughts related to that as well. Uh, I said I'd love for you to share some bullet points of thoughts of the merger and what you saw today. That is definitely more of his forte, but my forte is talking to you guys about pro wrestling. So... Um, Leave me a thumbs up on this video. We would greatly appreciate it. We are here every night. If you like this show, FightfulSelect.com is absolutely for you. I do this show whenever Jimmy isn't around. However, every single week on FightfulSelect.com, I do a Q&A. Every other week on FightfulSelect.com, our friends at Grapsity, Righteous Reg, and Phil Lindsay do a Q&A. So you get plenty of this Q&A stuff here. And then right after this show, I'm heading over there. I'm uh, going to post some contract news on Impact Wrestling. I'm going to talk about a little bit of it uh, on the list goes on as well. Heavy contract news weekend. Prince Nana, Diana Perrazzo, LA Knight, this Impact contract that I'm about to talk about. Also, I'll be talking about the method of contracts in which WWE has been employing a bit of late before the merger. Uh, we'll have, it's contract season. I love it. Falls, fall is here. I'm talking contracts with people as things start to wind down and the like. But hey, if you're here, 
and you want your question or statement read on the air, uh, drop us a super chat here at youtube.com slash Fightful. We are over 102,000 subscribers strong. I want to say thank you all so much for all of that. You can also head over to humperchats.com. This show is usually known as The Hump. We've got a little camel as a mascot and all that. But you can head over to humperchats.com. Do as my friend N. Schultz does. Uh, he dropped by at like noon. He's like, probably won't be here for the show. So I'm going to leave this humper chat at about noon. And he said, any update on Joe Hendry's contract? Do you think AEW or WWE would have interest? The guy is charisma for days. I could see him really bolstering the upper mid card somewhere. I've always liked Joe Hendry. I really liked uh, his eagerness, especially to jump into uh, into freestyle and Greco-Roman wrestling as well. Like well into his pro wrestling career, even uh, he was he was doing stuff like that. I, I really admire that. He's, he's a big dude. He's six, two, like two forty, two fifty. I think he fits really, really well with impact wrestling right now, but I mean, he's been effectively on the American wrestling scene since 2018. And it would be surprising to me if he didn't get a look somewhere else. Now he popped up almost exactly a year ago in impact. September 15th, I think, is when his first vignette happened. So assuming maybe he has a one-year deal, that's not likely. It's more likely that he has a multi-year deal. Um, I will certainly ask about it. That's another benefit of Fightful Select. If you ask a question and I don't know the answer to it, I'm probably going to hunt it down. And I think I could probably get that information. But I would imagine he's probably on a multi-year deal, but he is a very TV-ready performer, in, in my opinion. Should AEW be concerned with ticket sales? So, I mean, obviously their tickets have not been moving like they used to be, and it's tough to say what they can do to sort of rectify that. It's really tough to, to look at the, the disparity in WWE where this Friday they got a SmackDown show where they have sold over, over 12,000 tickets. Meanwhile, AEW... They, they've moved 4,000 for their October pay-per-view. I'm sure they'll get above 6,000. They've moved about 6,700 for full gear. I'm sure they'll get that above 7,000. Uh, Raw did 7,000 tickets, I believe it was. You've got their live events in WWE, 3,800 that I see, thanks to WrestleTix. But you got Rampage in Philly sitting at about 2,100. You've got Cincy not doing well. Uh, the Cleveland show did 3,100. These are not good numbers. And I see a lot of people say, oh, well, they need to run smaller buildings and yada, yada. They, they just run nice facilities and scale them. And that's what they prefer to do. And they have relationships uh, <clears throat> relationships within those those venues and stuff like that, that assuming they heat up, they'll they'll be good to go. If I was... AEW, I mean, I'm sure they, they've done this, but you got to really brainstorm what areas need AEW, what areas are going to be hot for AEW, and how you can specifically heat up that television show. And I don't think there's anything wrong with running more intimate venues and then making them white hot again. Like, I'm not telling them to run the Hammerstein Ballroom or anything like that, but run cool, different venues. 
I would love it if AEW was like, we're going to run Mall of America like Nitro did. We're going to run, <laughs> I don't want them to run Sturgis considering the, the social nature of a lot of that stuff, but I would love it if they did some different outside the box things. When Dynamite started, it really did feel like more of a, a young person's party atmosphere type of thing. You'd see people standing up, but you know, in, in the background of the shot, they were drinking, they were having fun. I think it sort of needs to get back to that. And I, I can't sit here and pretend like I knew, I, I know why or how that, that can get back to that or else I'm pretty sure AEW would have already considered that, but I think they should uh, work on, on doing that. Steven Dennis, new member of our YouTube. Uh, we're going to put some, some archive podcasts up there very soon. Sean, can I ask how you made this background for this vid? Was it on StreamYard? Can't figure out how to make them. Well, buddy, if you find out, you let me know, because it was our graphics department that made this. Uh, they made a few of them for me. This one, this little 90s one, I didn't use it very much. Uh, this paint splatter one that I truly love, but uh, this is a, a newer version of our paint splatter. I have ones for my Bengals show that uh, were made as well. We have this one. We got quite a few. This one is, oh, dog ugly. Dog ugly. I look like I'm wearing a helmet all the time now. Look at this. <laughs> BL says, did you catch the Nick Khan interview on Bill Simmons? Thoughts of them doing a SmackDown Friday, UFC Saturday, PLE on a Sunday, all in one location. I don't want them to ever go back to doing PLEs on Sundays. I can't stand Sunday PLEs. And I'll tell you what I'll be missing. Sunday PLEs when the Bengals play on Sunday nights. Those are my nights off. I ain't going to be doing that. Um, but, I mean, UFC fits better on, on a Saturday. I think that if they do SmackDown and the PLE, the same location, they run the risk of it, it getting AEW'd, where they run the same stuff over and over, the same places over and over. Don't want them to do that. However, UFC and WWE back-to-back pay-per-view nights, I think that could work. I think they're going to find out what a lot of uh, well, what we found out when we started a crossover wrestling MMA website. MMA fans uh, largely don't respect pro wrestling, and they are a different kind of fan. Dawn, smiley girl, 814, says, Sean, hope you're doing well. I know my question it will be asked by someone else, so this is for your incredible reaction. The Jets winning on Monday. All I can say is, wow. I mean, by the time I went on the air, the Jets were losing, didn't look like they were coming back. Aaron Rodgers was out, likely for the year. Now he is out for the year. And then I get word via a super chat on our show that the Jets somehow won with Denise Salcedo in the building. How could I even be mad at that? How can I even be mad at that, bro? Can't. How much of a hand does Jimmy Jacobs have in AEW Creative? Any storylines you know that are his? Love his work in the past. So Jimmy Jacobs is as much of a right-hand man to Tony Khan as can exist. I'm pretty sure he like relocated to, to Jacksonville as well. But from what I understand, like he didn't follow AEW heavily, but they wanted to bring in his creative mind and I've heard nothing but good things about him. I, I've heard about his, his creative genius long in the past and he is largely of the mind that's like you give me the the direction, you give me the, the booking and I'll, I'll create I'll create something from it from what I understand. Uh, he is a very, very smart guy and I say this after only having maybe one or two conversations with him on camera, but 
He's the type of guy that I learn from when I when I hear him talk, even if it's not to me directly in interviews and things like that. So I can speak to that myself and tell you that like his not only his his creativity, sorry, I was trying to get that word out, but his approach to it is very, very smart. And it's the reason why he'll always have a job in pro wrestling is because he is very, very smart about not only his creativity, but how he handles his job there based on the things that I've heard. I don't know about specific storylines. I've heard some stuff he's pitched, but I don't want to undermine those right now. Taco Biter. Hey, me too, buddy. Had some last night for Taco Tuesday. Sends a humper chat and says, do you think WWE is discounting Rhea's title reign by not giving her clean wins? I realize she's a heel, but that doesn't mean she can't get one clean. I don't mind her not getting one clean over... uh, Raquel over Raquel that can kind of be her kryptonite so to speak she's gotten them against Candice LeRae Indy Hartwell um I, I can't remember if Valkyria if Dom interfered in that but uh Natalia she beat Dana Brooks ass she beat Zelina like I, I got no problem with that I do wish she would defend it in more big matches like what we saw on Raw on Raw we saw a 15 minute title match on payback a 17 minute title match I love that. I also love the disparity we're seeing. Like one week, I, I would love it if she just put her title on the line for the sake of it too. Like I would love it if she, if the when she crushed Indy and Candace, she just said to hell with it. I'll put the title on the line. I'm not afraid because why should she be? Do you think Tiffany stays in NXT or is she Raw SmackDown bound? I've been going back and forth. Boy, does she ever fit. There's a whole bunch of women on the NXT roster right now that I think just bam, call them up. They're good to go. JC Jane, especially Wendy Chu, Tiffany Stratton, just right off the top of my head. That's before, you know, you talk about Mako or anything like that, but I I think that she's ready, but I think she'll probably get her win back at uh, no mercy. I think she'll probably get that title win back. I still haven't watched NXT. I'm very excited to. I was at Chappelle last night, so I didn't get to to be on my phone or anything like that. They take your phone. But uh, I'm very excited to watch it. Very excited for Becky. I've not heard anybody in wrestling say anything bad about Becky either. And Tony says, do you believe Becky will be defending the title against Raw women or be on Raw for the time in general? feel there's really not any credible women they've shown on Raw to challenge and the women on NXT seem more credible, unfortunately. I'll tell you what I hope. I hope that Becky defends it against women in NXT who didn't, or in on Raw and SmackDown, or whatever, who haven't won that title. So I would love it if, like, Candice LeRae got a crack at it, or, or somebody else who hasn't won it was like, you know what, you got your shot, why don't you give me my shot? She goes, to hell with it. Why not? Important wrestling question. Best way to do it, potatoes. Baked, mashed, fried, French fries, American. If baked, what on it? Listen, I love nothing more than a good old potato. I'm trying to scale that back because I'm trying to reduce the carbs, keep them under control a little bit more. I'm trying to get back into cooking, but I love a good, like, just sliced, cut-up potato that is crisped in the oven with a little bit of salt or seasoning on it. That's what I want. Chris Kenny sent a super sticker. Thank you, Chris Kenny. Mitchell Gillum says, do you see Dana, or did you see Dana saying it was the dumbest statement of all time that there will be crossover between UFC and WWE fans? I agree with him. Listen, man, I got 
just, well, there's a little bit of baiting at one point. So the other day on the UFC show, there were numerous homophobic slurs in post-fight interviews. If you have a fighters meeting before and you say, listen, guys, don't say this. Don't say this. That's all you got to do. How do I know this? Because I've been a part of dozens of fighters meetings and wrestlers meetings and backstage meetings where it is said, do not use this type of language. And there's never any issues. The dozens of cards that I called, managed people on, helped tape fist for anything just in MMA has had zero instances of somebody using that type of homophobic slur on pay-per-view. And I was inundated with dozens of people crying in my mentions saying, cry more, which is very ironic. By the way, thanks for the engagement, Bucks dummies. But that doesn't, it almost never happens in wrestling because you, you can't get away with that in wrestling. But not only do you get away with it in MMA, you get actively rewarded for it. I was shocked at how many people that I, I had respected were interviewing Sean Strickland last week. Now, I get it. He's the champ now. You're, get, you're pretty well going to have to. But with some of the stuff that is said in, in that line of work, I, I'm very glad I don't cover MMA anymore for that reason. I love MMA so much. It's, it's one of my true first loves. But listen... We started Fightful as a crossover website for MMA and pro wrestling. And just the association with pro wrestling drove so many MMA fans away. Now, I will say this. We have a wonderful community on our uh, our live results. Like, we don't do live results of, like, Raw, SmackDown, anything. We'll update it with quick results because you can pretty well just watch it whenever you want, Right. With MMA, it's a little bit different. It's such a, a high pay-per-view method, and Colby Faria does a really good job. He still does the, the live results of that, and we still have people in our discus chat all the time. So it's it's very different. <clears throat> Take anything from Nick Khan's comments on Punk. He was being diplomatic. That That's really the long and the short of it. As I just set my Pepsi. Any good free agents WWE is going to go after now that the hiring freeze is over? Well, I mean, I believe they went after Kyrie. They have went after Authors of Pain. They went after Nia. I'd be going after Mercedes, after Trinity when she's available. I'd be going after uh, Cardona, at least for appearances. I'd be doing a lot of that, Chris. Thomas says... <laughs> What do you think about Dana White calling uh, UFC COO Lawrence Epstein an idiot for suggesting that we want to get to where every UFC fan is a WWE fan and every WWE fan is a UFC fan? Good start to the relationship, Dana. Listen, I wouldn't have used that terminology unless Lawrence Epstein had called me an idiot before. Then I probably would have used that terminology. But I, as I said, listen, I, I'm pretty well adept at this crossover. I made my career on the crossover. I trained in the crossover. Catch's Catch Can Wrestling quite literally is the crossover between catch wrestling, MMA, and pro wrestling. It, it is the marriage of all of those things. Those That group of people is a little bit more open-minded, but man, I'm, I'm telling you guys, watch what I do. The next UFC pay-per-view. Uh, let me see. UFC 294, Makachev, Oliveira. 
I'm going to I'm going to say this now on September 13th on October 24 or 21st 2023 I'm going to post some very tepid things about some close decisions. I'm going to say something like Johnny Walker, I ha- I had him winning that one. You're going to see a whole lot of stick to that fake stuff. Stick to that fake stuff. Cry more. Cry more. Wait till you see how toxic it is. Shayna Baszler and Ronda Rousey have spoken about it a lot. Now, Ronda brings plenty of it on herself. Shayna doesn't. It's a different audience. Now, I'm not going to say there, there aren't toxic people in wrestling. Some people would allege me to be a toxic person in wrestling. But it is different. Trista says, go Browns. Congratulations, you won your Super Bowl. As a fellow wrestling documentary lover, if Ken Burns did a docuseries about wrestling, what would you want to see covered for it? So, back in my day, when I was a little kid, they had the unreal story of professional wrestling. Now, this was at the the height of the Attitude Era. This was like 98, 99, and I thought it was a pretty good documentary for that time. Like, uh, you can still find like DVDs of it in, in some places, but... I think it had the frontline narrator on it. He was on the Chappelle show, but I didn't know anything about George Hackenschmidt or Luthez or anything like that. And it really covered a lot of the, the early days of what pro wrestling was. Now, of course there was plenty of, of weirdness there as well, but I would, I would recommend people check that out, especially because me, I'm not a historian. I'll never pretend to be one. That one was very, very, uh, informative to me as a kid don't know if it's mentioned yet but i feel it's alarming that grand slam is offering two for one ticket deals you have peaks and valleys in wrestling wdbe has done it at points wcw gave away tickets at some points all of tna's tv was free at one point Uh, sometimes you do what you can to move tickets does AEW need to lower ticket prices uh, or stop going to the same places all the time? They do need to stop going to the same places all the time. And if you aren't moving your tickets, lower your ticket sales or lower your ticket prices. WWE is able to, to increase them and still sell them. That's their business right now. Did you see the Mercedes Edge tweet? I did not. I did not. Get your super chats. Get your humper chats in. Does Tony book AEW too much like an indie promotion? I do wish he would value story over simply matches. Uh, story is what gets you invested in the matches. There are plenty of those, but there are also a lot of them that are just like, Matt, here you go. Or you can have a thing, and I use this example a lot, Savio Vega, Steve Austin. This was, if you haven't seen their feud, go back and watch their feud. It was very good. 1996, it put Steve Austin on the map in the WWF. They had a cold match on Raw. Savio had been around for a year or so. Steve Austin, I didn't know who the hell he was, but a lot of wrestling fans did. But he had Ted DiBiase there. He had the million-dollar belt. He wasn't the ringmaster anymore. They had a cold match, and it went to like a double countout, and they just didn't stop fighting. The heat of their fight created the feud, and sometimes that's all you need. And it was great. Led to a WrestleMania match. At WrestleMania 12, you think of the stuff that got on the WrestleMania 12 card. Now, Ultimate Warrior returning against Triple H, Undertaker Diesel, Sean and Brett, Roddy Piper and Goldust. 
British Bulldog, Owen Hart, and Vader against Ahmed, Jake the Snake, and Yokozuna. Those were big stars then. And then, right smack dab in the middle of that, that show was Stone Cold Steve Austin, two months removed from the ringmaster against Savio Vega. That is, it was like a six-match card, and they got on it. Hell yeah, man. That, that was a, a very good feud. Hear anything about Jay White's absence? I haven't heard of anything. I heard they found out like very late though. I show him Will, where does Will Ospreay end up? I think he'll end up in AEW. However, he has backtracked a little bit on the, ah, you know, I don't want to live in the States, don't want to work for, et cetera, et cetera. I think he realizes the type of money that he is looking at now and knows that he's got a defined window in which he can make that and is opening up to things. Also, love House of Black, but does Malachi go for singles gold in the future? Love Malachi. I think he's in the title picture. I don't think Malachi will win a singles title in AEW. AEW's marketing is horrible, says Glassdoor Gamer. You never know there's an event in your city. If you're not a wrestling fan, AEW should pick up some marketing people. I would imagine that the unfortunate reality of what we're facing with the merger is that there's going to be a lot of redundancy and there's going to be a lot of people that are let go, and I hope not. But I would imagine AEW has their eye on who is going to be let go and will be picking up a lot of people. That's just my hunch. <clears throat> so Triple H is named head of creative, but Vince is running the show again. Is that ultimately going to cause issues, and do you think Ari, Ari steps in? I still fully believe, no matter what WWE claims, that Vince took the deal that would allow him to come back. That's what I believe. Because there's no way that Ari Emanuel seriously looked at what was going on without Vince, saw the numbers, either the same or better, and said, you know what? I got to get this guy back. I got to get this problematic old geezer back that ruined the morale of WWE. There's no way. Uh, now, Triple H is still running creative. Vince does call in changes whenever necessary. Vince hasn't been there. But we did have a report up on Fightful Select about the nature of a lot of the changes on Monday. Many came from Triple H. Many came from Vince McMahon. So, uh, I mean, by, even by the time we posted the rundown, like three things had changed. Marquis says, Alexa, play Love TKO by Teddy Pendergrass. How do you view this new company playing out? Will we see a new set design? Who will own media rights? If Disney gets the media rights then what that will tell me is that Disney probably would have been interested in purchasing the company had Vince not been involved. Because I can't imagine a situation where they would bid on the media rights and not just want the whole shebang because nobody can monetize IP quite like Disney. And I don't care about what people are saying about money they lost in other departments. They would have made money on WWE. They would have had to have been idiots to, to do that. I think Amazon will be in, in the running. However, I think that putting <clears throat> Raw or SmackDown behind a paywall will be great short-term, bad long-term. Because I think that there's going to be a whole lot of people that won't be able to access the show. Now, you could argue that right now there's already a giant paywall that is preventing, uh, <laughs> preventing people from being able to watch it. Um, because... There's, there's cable. So, I mean, there is that. So when people say, oh, you know what, it, it's free. But, I mean, there there are 200 million Amazon subscribers 
worldwide. Let's see. Let's see about the U.S. Okay, 148 million in the U.S. alone. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong, and that this will be a big new influx because. I mean, if there's 148 million subscribers to Amazon Prime, and right now, there are how many cable subscribers? Mm, I don't know, man. Jungle says, shout out to the Unreal History Pro Wrestling mentioned comedian Steve Allen was the narrator. Oh, okay, there you go. Steve Allen. What? What did I... Okay, so he wasn't on... He wasn't that. Yeah, it was... Man, it was so good. It was so good. Is it even worth anyone in NXT wanting to move to the main roster? Most people called up have just been buried. Katana, Caden, Isla, Alba, Indy. Yeah, that's a fair point. We are back in the era where not a lot of people from NXT get used, right? And that's unfortunate because there's a lot of talent there. There's a lot of depth there. And unfortunately, they just sit there and they ride the pine, which sucks very badly. Get in your super chats. Get in your humper chats. Any news on AEW on Max? No, it's something that AEW certainly wants, though. But you know what? No matter what you're on, if it's Amazon, if it's Max, if you're on cable, I got somebody that's going to be able to help you out. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. If you had an extra hour in your day, what is the first thing that you would do? Read a book, take a nap, play some video games, do something for a friend, volunteer. A lot of us spend our lives wishing that we had more time. But the question is, time for what? And if it was unlimited, how would you go about using it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important for you and to make it a priority. And therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Therapy is so valuable. It's gotten me through some tough times, really helped me reflect on things that are important, specifically with BetterHelp. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be the convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. This is so beneficial when you've got that crammed schedule and you can't even imagine finding that extra hour. You can do it all from home. Fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com Fightful today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash Fightful. It's so flexible and it can help you find that social sweet spot with BetterHelp. That's BetterHelp.com slash Fightful. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Nord. Buying pay-per-views on nordvpn.com slash Fightful. 
is going to enhance your pay-per-view buying process. Now, one subscription to NordVPN has so many different benefits, but if you're a big pay-per-view buyer like myself, UFC, boxing, pro wrestling, all that good stuff, <laughs> any combination of the three, if they're doing a fight circus or something like that, this subscription will pay for itself after one or two pay-per-view buys. Change your virtual location, pay for it at the prices that other people are paying for it in the UK, in Australia, etc., etc., and you can get different interfaces. Maybe you don't like Peacock and you want to check out the WWE Network the way that it used to be, the way that it was designed to be, the easy navigation, so on and so forth. Maybe you want to watch AEW without commercials. Maybe there's some other overseas services that you can't subscribe to and you want access to them. NordVPN.com slash Fightful gives you that with a great deal and a 30-day money-back guarantee. Even better, 24-7 tech support. So if you have trouble navigating any of it, they can help you out. Fastest VPN on the planet, NordVPN.com slash Fightful. Love Nord. Uh, truly use it more than any sponsor that we have during my waking hours. I think Helix is the only thing that, that rivals it in general, but uh, it makes me so happy when somebody tells me that not only do they try out one of our sponsors, but that it's helped them so much. Because if you'll notice, we keep largely the same sponsors. We're, we're always available to, to evaluate new ones and stuff. We really believe in the stuff that we have uh, promoted on this show. Just a fun question. What's been your match of the year so far? Not counting WrestleMania. I love Omega, Osprey 1, and Backlash. Show of the year might be All Out. And then Omega, Osprey 2. God, both. Omega, Osprey is 1 and 2. That's that's how I feel. I think those were that was exactly my kind of match is what that was. And all out, man, that was just such a fun show. It may, might be recency bias. It also helps when the card is laid out a little bit better for Grand Slam. Thus far, we have one match confirmed, and the match is in eight days approximately. Yeah, I really, really thought that the period of all-in through Grand Slam was a real opportunity for AEW to grab a stranglehold and say, we put on big matches. Them not even doing like some of the stuff that is right there under their nose, like Swerve and Keith Lee just using it, they really should have. Who do you think will be the first UFC slash WWE champ champ? Uh, there won't be one. But but I will say, if there had to be one, it'd be Julius Creed. Do you know if AEW will be back in Chicago for, for the tra traditional Thanksgiving episode, can't find ticks online. That was the plan. That was the, the plan was to go there uh, ahead of Thanksgiving week, but I mean, SmackDown is doing Friday Survivor Series on Saturday. I don't think they should do that. I think they should go somewhere else. Who's the painting of with Callis, Zack Sabre Jr.? I don't know, but shout out to Mel Coleman who's been doing these. AEW needs to go to a more centralized New York City location because East Queens and Newark aren't the easiest places to get to or from on public transportation. It was an absolute nightmare to get in there the first time we went. I can't remember who all I went with. I think Demon Diva and Destiny FOMO and one of her friends, and Demon Diva had to drop us off at 
like drop us off somewhere. And then she had to park like almost a mile away. It is they, they should really, really run somewhere else. Did you see Cody on Dale Jr.'s podcast? Cody and Dale are so alike with famous dads. Dale's reaction to Cody saying Dusty was a fan was so wholesome. I did, and I love that. Now, I watched NASCAR a little bit when I was a kid, like in the 90s and early early 2000s, but not a big NASCAR guy. Love NASCAR 98 with the paintballs. Pew, pew. But I love me some Dale Earnhardt. Dale Earnhardt's a god in these parts. Funny enough, I spent the night with my IRL best friend when I was a kid. And, you know, I, I stayed in the spare room. It was his brother's room. It was dark. I just, you know, threw the covers on me, went to bed, woke up and discovered that his little brother was a massive Dale Jr. fan. Dale Jr. pillowcase, blanket, posters all over the wall. I thought I was in that dude's tomb. It was like, if if they had him buried underneath there, that that's I wouldn't have been surprised. It felt like uh, it, it was like insanity, insanity. But I love that interview too. Thoughts on Impact celebrating their 1,000th episode? Happy to see past wrestlers appear on the show. Uh, I got a lot of thoughts on it. First off, amazing of them to be able to bring back so many people that I never thought would wrestle again. Tracy Brooks had retired. Gail Kim had retired. Awesome Kong had retired. Devon had a stroke and hadn't wrestled in seven years. I am so excited to see these people wrestle. I know I bust Gail Kim's balls on social media, all that stuff. But the, the truth is, I have always admired her work. She was one of my favorite wrestlers growing up. Quite frankly, I used her, I used Eat Defeat because of her as my first ever finisher in a pro wrestling match. Uh, really, really admire her work and, uh, especially what she stands for. And I'll, I'll use this terminology that other people in Impact have used about her. She is unfuckwithable. If you get on, on her bad side, you had to do something. And, you, <laughs> and like, it, you just don't want on her bad side. Like, and if you have gotten there, hmm, you, you did something to deserve it. Awesome Kong, I had great experiences with. She did the haircut for me. Devon Dudley. I'm just glad to see the guy made a recovery and can do this. Tracy Brooks, so beloved within Impact Wrestling. But what's weird to me is that they're celebrating it this week and next week. How are you going to celebrate the 1,000th episode of Impact on the 1,001st episode of Impact? However, I think they should do a TNA show every year. Every single year. Where is Kid Cash? Is he still wrestling? Let me see. Kid Cash. Let me look here. Eh, a few years ago he wrestled. Last in Impact. Find him. <laughs> Do a TNA show every year. People romanticize that now. There, there is now an audience that wants to watch that. Can we get it? Oh, good God. No, I don't want to talk about that. Listen, all due respect, I don't want to make light of the Benoit thing. Jake says, does WBD have influence over AEW's women's division? I know it's been asked about a million times, but I'm so convinced of it. I'm sure they do to some capacity. I've never heard that they've asked for one match, but I'll find out. I mean, the, the media calls are going to happen next week. The scrum's going to happen next week. And again, I will predict exactly what will happen. Somebody will be like, what didn't anybody ask about the direction of the women's division? We have a dozen times. Every damn one of those calls has the, 
have you thought about giving a second match to the women? Have you thought about giving more time to the women? It always gets sidestepped. Always. Unfortunately. I've asked privately, haven't gotten an answer. No, I don't know anything about Ford Center uh, pre-sale codes. Sorry about that. I'm not, I'm not a big like ticketing code guy. I mean, I can start looking into that stuff for you guys if you want. If you were to create a road to WrestleMania for 2K24, what stories would you have? Ooh, I would have one that mimics the Brock Lesnar rise. I would have one that mimics the Goldberg rise. Um, <laughs> I think one that is like Bo Dallas. Like, I, I think you should have your own journeys. Bo Dallas, where he came in and was winning, even though he shouldn't have won. Like, getting banana peel wins and, and finding ways to do that. Like, you got to win by countout, DQ, all that type of stuff. I think that would be cool. Um, I think there are a lot of tried and true stories that could be implemented back into this. Um, like, you know, like, like the betrayal of someone who helped you get up to the top, or you've got somebody who seems like they're eager and helping you from the past. And you find out they're playing a little politics behind the scenes and it develops into a feud. That's what I would like to see guys, get in your super chats, get in your humper chats. This show lasts about as long as uh, you guys send in Super Chats and Humper Chats. Bizarro Big Elson in a Humper Chat at HumperChats.com says, Hey, Sean couldn't agree more on the toxicity, and it's a long season. Both our teams got a mouth punch. I like Gentry. Use him well. How could AEW improve on overall writing and storytelling without giving up the ability to push on-the-fly matches? Ah, good God. This is, it's a long one, but there's a lot of self-fulfilling prophecy with the women. They can't draw if you don't give them the time to make people care about them. If you give people the time to care about things, they will get more interested. They will walk into the building. They will show up. Or you run very small, different, unconventional television environments that make the show look cool based on the wrestling that's happening in the ring. You go for that very, very vocal, loud, wild crowd that makes you go, oh, damn, I want to be there. But you're not going to sell as many tickets. You will, you know, at least appear, you know, a little more raucous and all that stuff. But I think there are approaches they can go, but it'll have to take a visual hit for the interim. Promotions that have to retool, rebuild to give us some of the best creative other than WCW 2000. Pacing has been better for Dynamite lately. It has been. There are things that I've noticed that they've sort of borrowed from WWE, like the hook of here comes Hangman Page, and he's coming out to the ring before the commercial. It's something I know that wrestlers don't like to do, but I think what AEW can do is do the same like internal in-house videos that WWE shows to the live crowd that, that they don't usually do at AEW. For example, Bullet Club Gold was out there for 40 minutes in Lexington. And by the time that half, half of that was through, the crowd was like, oh, brother, it made the show feel really, really long. So I think they could uh, certainly tighten up with that. Eloquent says, I love this Roddy Strong character. Yeah, this is probably the second most emotional investment that has ever been given to Roddy Strong outside of the Undisputed Era. And it's worked out very, very well. Favorite question you've ever asked in an interview? Ooh. 
That's so that's tough because it depends on the answer or just my favorite question in general. I don't have a personal favorite question, but when able whenever I was able to get Cody to outright say, "Hey, listen, him leaking my contract news helped my career." That was one of my favorite answers. Is GOD signed in New Japan or working on a handshake deal? I haven't heard of a new deal. I will ask about a new deal because that's something I should find out. Let me let me write that down. But yeah, uh, that's something that I need to find out. They were not signed for months. People say Raw and SmackDown don't need women's mid-card title, but it feels like they treat the women's NXT title as one to keep big stars busy when they aren't champ. Yeah, especially for Becky because it's a very unique situation for her, right? Because she is a main eventer, a former WrestleMania main eventer, and I think they want to get to Becky and Rhea for WrestleMania, at least I would. But in the meantime, you got to do something with Becky. So for a while, you have her work with Trish, which went on way too goddamn long. Pardon my language. And now with Tiffany Stratton. So she's involved in top programs, but not for the top title. Tom Talks Rubbish says, thank you for always being so cool and kind to me. You've really helped me find my niche within this wrestling space. Nothing but love to you and Fightful. Well, thank you, Tom. Uh, very, very glad that you're, you're enjoying yourself. Check out his interviews, guys. Andy says, how much of a blow would losing LA Knight be for WWE? Their product is currently better than AEW's, and they have the hottest group of baby faces for any promotion since Attitude Era, Cody, LA, etc. Well, it's not going to matter until 2025. Uh, FightfulSelect.com. Best $5 in the business. Please subscribe. Reported uh, that, yes, WWE does want to sign him to a new deal and are open to it. But there are still a lot of hurdles, especially with money. And he's already signed until 2025. I don't know what kind of blow he it would be because I don't know how over he'll be then or how they'll have used him. In so Grace is jumping in late. You're going to Cincy tonight. I'm not. I am traveled out after you know, doing all the events that I've done, uh, it, I, I'm staying home. I'm staying home. I got to go to Cincy Sunday anyway. Rock Hard says, is the Vince and Triple H partnership a collaborative effort or is backstage morale suffering because of what is what Vince is doing? I haven't necessarily heard of a big blow to morale like it was a year and a half ago or anything. But Triple H and his team comes up with the creative, Vince reviews it, and will make changes and gives input. Van Twinblade says OC joins, uh, you mean Orange Cassidy, joins BCC for the next Blood and Guts versus Callus family. I need mutual respect mocks bringing the you bleed with us and you're with us. Yeah, and I mean, that's the direction that that Danielson was going with uh, Ricky Starks before he didn't. <laughs> However, I think that we could probably see that mutual respect shown but it, they'll have to lean more baby face into it, which BCC has the effort to do or the ability to do seamlessly. Christian's fatherless character is chef's kiss. Yep. Alex Fitzgerald says AEW has been struggling with ticket sales. What do you think they can do to get them back up? Having all in all out grand slam and wrestle dream this close together doesn't help. I agree that that doesn't help more story. And for a short period, even though I know they've got, they've got their shows mapped out for a long time. I mentioned this. I would do some visually themed shows and scale it. 
do one Mall of America, do one Bash at the Beach type of situation, do one at the Hammerstein Ballroom, do one, do one at the Globe Theater where PWG runs their stuff. Do stuff in places that look visually different. That way people are going to go, oh, damn, that looks cool. And now let me pay attention to this. And you're going to get a hotter crowd, and it might might get fans to be like, damn, I got to see that. I got to be there for that. Dante says, how was the Dave show? Guy's a legend, but his transphobic comments make me not want to support. Yeah, I agree. I don't like a lot of the uh, that, that stuff, but that's actually something that, that he addressed. He's like, yeah, that wasn't worth it. Making those jokes wasn't worth it. And uh, he, he did address some of those. But I'm with you on the concerns uh, with that. But uh, somebody got me the, the tickets as a birthday gift. And I wasn't going to sit there and say, uh, hey, you just wasted about 400 bucks. JM says, is WWE's hiring freeze ended? Yes, it is ended. Glassdoor says, Edge removed from WWE's roster page. Ooh. Ooh, let me uh, send a little message there. <laughs> Try to get uh, get a little bit of an answer there. I know he's still listed as a SmackDown star. He's still listed as a SmackDown star, buddy. Chris says Tony is a favorite character in AEW. Yep, that one's going really well. Tony's going well. Uh, Bullet Club Gold are going well. And Roderick Strong going really, really well. Any news on Mariah May's free agency? Nope, I haven't heard. I just heard that AEW was interested in her. Do you know if Danhausen will be back this year? Bridget, thank you so much for being so generous to us. Uh, the last I heard, they were hoping that he would be. Um, I- I've mentioned this before. He had told me way back in April that he didn't want to be on TV while injured again because he had already been the injured guy on TV before when he came in. So he wanted to approach it a lot differently. Now he's been out since early, early March. So about six months and that can be like a a six to nine month type of recovery. So hopefully he'll be back this year, man. He is well loved in AEW too. People really like him. His merch moves well too. Glassdoor says Christian starts doing that to hook only for Taz to jump in and put him in the Taz mission. I think Taz is probably done from a physical standpoint. He downplays it a lot and he's like, you know what, man, I've had my last match and, and hook is the one you should focus on now. Matt James says, if this is Brian Danielson's final year, what matches do you want to see him have? Looking forward to Zack Sabre Jr. at Wrestle Dream. I don't think he's going to wrap up complete in ring. I think it's just full time stuff. I think that's probably what he's talking about, but Will Osprey. Mm, a good long match with Lee Moriarty, Daniel Garcia, another one. Damn. I want to see him and Christian. Sting. I would love to see him against Sting in some capacity too. Like just ones that I would enjoy. Infinite Paradox. Oh, buddy. You're going to get me going here. 
Did WWE drop the ball not doing four horsemen and shield three-way at Mania? Any other obvious matchups you can think of that would have been hot Mania matches? <sighs> I mean, if you had Brett showing up and working those tag matches, you could have figured out something. So, you know, Brett had his stroke and all that stuff, and that sucked. That sucked, obviously, but they had Brett show up and do a bunch of live events and stuff like that with the heart dynasty and all that. And I was like, damn man, you could have done something there. You could have done something to make that work. Undertaker sting is the biggest one. However, when you look at the era in which four horsewomen and shield were in, it was an era in which they always leaned on part-time talent to main event shows for WrestleMania. They always leaned on it. Look at uh, 38, Brock Lesnar, Stone Cold Steve Austin. 37, you had Edge even, still a part-time guy. 36, Undertaker, Brock Lesnar. 35, you had Ronda Rousey, who was hitting the bricks. 34, Brock. 33, Taker. 32, Triple H, 31, Brock, 30, you had Batista, 29, The Rock, 28, The Rock, even WrestleMania 27 had The Rock tethered to that match. You had Undertaker the year before that as well. So it was always like part-time, part-time, part-time. Then you had four people in the Horsewoman who made their name in WWE, three people in the Shield who made their name in WWE, and now... You ain't ever getting one of them. Moxley is not going back to WWE. At least for the next, what, four years? So the earliest that you could possibly have that is 2027. Mm. Sorry, Edge was removed from the internal WWE roster. Don't pay any attention to those. Or a Saldivar says, why is Kenny Omega ever hardly ever on TV? Is he basically a part-timer? Oh, I think they're leaning on some other people, and then whenever he pops back up, it, it seems like more of a big deal. Besides the streaming service and talent swapping, what's the big deal of UFC and WWE merging? A theme park, Vince versus Dana? It just makes no sense to me. Uh, a, a lot of shared corporate synergy, but honestly, from the viewing standpoint, it probably won't make a big difference at all, Mike. Uh, I think that both products will pretty well stay very similar, although there will be a little bit more secret trading between those two sides. Wrestling with Movies sends a Humper chat and says, Hey, Sean, did you uh, watch Becky Tiffany? And what do you think of the decision overall and going forward? They had insane chemistry for never touching before. Tiffany Stratton is really good. And Becky Lynch is one of the best on the planet. She can work anyway. I haven't watched it yet. I'm going to watch it after this, actually. But I'm okay with Becky winning the title, and I thought that she would so she could drop it back. But I'm completely fine with that. I wouldn't be surprised to hear that NXT did their best numbers in ages. Like, I wouldn't be surprised uh, whatsoever. PW Insider reported Edge has been removed from the WWE roster. I'm working on it. I'm working on it. Also, a, a dual streaming service would be a big, big deal. 
Sheldon says our impact trying to reestablish themselves in Japan with the amount of impact talent heading over to Japan for destruction. No, it's just they they understand the the corporate partnership of working with New Japan is very very good for their talent. It allows their talent to make more money, be highlighted to a different audience. There's there's more crossover uh, there than there would be otherwise. So I think they realize that it's smart. And by the way, guys, you can thank Chris Bay for a lot of that. Chris Bay and Rocky Romero. Rocky Romero making it happen. But Chris Bay being a good example of that Impact brand because for a long time, let me tell you, New Japan did not want to work with Impact Wrestling whatsoever. And they said, all right, let's let's see about this. Let's see how this works. And if you've ever dealt with Chris Bay or seen how he conducts himself or how he works, that guy is a motherfucking professional in and out of the ring. And I really admire how he does it. He does it while remaining very true to himself and his own standards and boundaries and being entertaining as well. You can be a professional without being a boring person. And he is, he gets it. That guy gets it. How soon after retirement is Jericho put in the hall of fame? Immediately, immediately. Danielson Shibata needs to happen somewhere, anywhere. Give me, I would love if that main event an ROH pay-per-view. I think that would be a great ROH pay-per-view main event. Rhea hitting Riptide on Nia is going to pop the crowd hard. She gets face reactions most of the time. So much women's talent being wasted on Raw. Yeah, I think you need to develop stories underneath stories, especially on Raw. That way, it's not just, oh, popped up. Here she is. Now she's got a challenger. You should have the next challenger ready. Like, hypothetically speaking, as I look at this roster, okay, Candace and Indy should be teaming together. Without a doubt. But as I look, okay, Piper and Chelsea are teammates, yada, yada. Uh, Tegan Knox, for example. Tegan Knox should be picking up wins nonstop, slow and steady. That way, when she's ready, it looks like she's got a chance. Adam Weller says, watching some of his YouTube content lately, I think someone needs to make Maven a manager. He's a great talker and looks cool in a suit. Man, whoever runs his YouTube channel, get at me. I might have some work for you. Whoever does his SEO, his channel is brilliant. And he's a very colorful personality as well. If you ever saw him on The Surreal Life, he was so likable. Uh, he was likable and tough enough. I can tell you that interpersonally, he's been wonderful to me as well. Really helped Denise with our, our GCW spot as well. Uh, you can see that full show. Back, uh, we, we covered that at length. Are the Grizzled Young Vets still with WWE? Yes, for another month, Bree. Rock Hard says, do you see Drew McIntyre, uh, Seth and Becky staying in WWE when their deals are up next year? I'm worried how Endeavor will factor into it. So again, there are no reputable sources that have, you know, specified regarding Seth's deal. I'm working on it though, but Stay tuned to Fightful Select. I'm going to talk about some of the methods WWE has employed lately and what I think might happen and what they expect to happen. JM Melagrito says, AEW relying on Fight TV for international broadcast sucks. No, it doesn't. NordVPN.com slash Fightful, my friend. We are wrapping up. We're heading over to Fightful Select to do the list goes on. Going to give you guys some impact wrestling contract news. Ryan says, Sean, the merger official, do we see top talent who have been signed for a while start to pop up on TV? 
What'd you think of Nick Khan's answer on Punk? He didn't knock it down. He's just uh, being diplomatic. But yeah, I think you're going to see Nia Jax. I think you'll probably see AOP. You're going to see Kyrie. I think you're going to see all of those people. Nicholas says, what's your favorite piece of memorabilia in your background? So I've done a tour of this in the past for our Fightful YouTube subscribers. I'm going to do our YouTube members. I'll do another one in the future, but uh, Denise had that picture of me and Josh Barnett made for a Christmas gift, and I trained in catch wrestling, and I'm not a, a savant or anything, but Josh Barnett is is like a god in what we do, and when you sacrifice your body and learn how to train and all that stuff, uh, the people who have given themselves to that art as well, that, that means an awful lot, and Josh pitched doing that spot so that was a very very important moment to me i'm gonna do an update on this whenever i get my my youtube play button i'll do an update on this but these are indie title belts that i won very very generic ones and that's just a bingles helmet but i'll give you guys another look at that for select subscribers and youtube members who's your pick to dethrone mjf and when ideally Adam Cole and maybe right before the stroke of midnight. <laughs> Nicholas says, what's your, fa oh, I already did that one. Already did that one, damn it. Mike says, if I'm AEW and Edge is free, I do Sting and Darby against Christian and the mystery partner at Grand Slam and announce tonight. Yeah, I would put Sting on that show if I were them. Uh, Sting is is a draw. And also Christian's a draw as well. Mike, uh, I, th I, I think that's a good good booking idea. Wrestling with Movies says, so Becky doesn't politic as far as we know, I think. Did she request the NXT run or did Sean ask her? Uh, I can find out. Says it's a bit of a coincidence that Nia returns and Becky's in NXT now. They don't like each other, I believe. If so, good for Becky. I mean, I'll, I'll find out, but... I've never heard of Becky Lynch politicking. She's been uh, she's pretty pretty liked by everybody. Pretty straight shooter. Guys, thank you all so much. I will be back here tonight for AEW. Hey, uh, do me a favor, guys. Don't sleep on our Thursday and Friday shows. That SmackDown post show, very good. We have an ROH and Impact post show. We also have the Spotlight every Saturday, and of course, or every Thursday. And every Saturday, we have Grapsity and Collision. Uh, how about this one? Grapsity Live from StarCast will be on Fightful's YouTube when that exclusive window is up. Thank you guys so much. You guys always show up for these. You guys always show up and keep the Super Chats and Humper Chats rolling. And I want to say thank you. And like I said, if you like this show, leave a thumbs up and subscribe to Fightful Select because I do these every week on Select. We're out. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.